Before we get started here, Iowa post game with special guest Kasheen Alexander here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Want to give a special shout out to Iowa Smokehouse. They've been with us through our post game and our season long football coverage. For a couple of years now, Iowa Smokehouse down in Albia. If you need a good game day snack on a winter cold day in the Midwest, be sure to check out the selection available at iowasmokehouse.com. Use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off your order, whether it's their beef jerky, their meat sticks, or their steak bites. And they've also got salsas, ketchups, barbecue sauces, and more. Good night to celebrate with some Iowa Smokehouse. Tasting is believing. Use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off. Your order. Also, Brad Van Meter and his team down at State Farm. While we're talking about saving money, uh, let Brad save you some money on your insurance. Uh, maybe it's auto insurance. Maybe it's home insurance, renter's insurance. I know this time of year, the uh, risk of an accident goes up. So uh, don't uh, be progressive in your thinking. Uh, certainly give Brad a call and see how he can help you and your family get a better Get some better coverage for a better rate. Give them a call, 515-256-6480. 515-256-6480. You can also visit his website. That's www.bradvanmeter.com. So without further ado, I am joined by none other than Hawkeye great Kasheen Alexander. Kasheen, good to see you here. It's great to be here. Honestly, it's amazing, especially after this game. <laughs> My goodness, I think uh, I think the uh, women's program. I think the team heard you were coming on because they wanted you to get a, a great start to your or great debut to this show. So, uh, first of all, before we talk about it, what was really an incredible performance and a, a performance on national TV, hopefully that will catapult this team um, to the next level, whatever that may be. Um, can we get kind of a, an update on you? I mean, it's been. About 10 years, more than 10 years now since your career ended. It doesn't feel like that's possible. <laughs> but you and I were chatting before. Yeah. We went Can you give people kind of an update on your life and yeah. where's Alexander today? Well, currently I'm right here, pinned location in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I finished a 10 year uh, Division One college coaching career two years ago. Um, I had a daughter, she is now three. Um, that is probably, if anyone's guessing why I stopped coaching, um, just to spend more time with her and be more of a present mom. Um, and so I'm really happy with that decision, of course. And so now I am working for an event company here, dealing with weddings and um, corporate events, parties, all of those things. If you knew me as a player, you know how well I fit in with that crowd. So um, yeah, it's just been a great ride, um, especially up and down. Like I said, I've been to many different states. Basketball has carried me all across the United States. Um, but now I found a home and here we are in Charlotte. Well, you're probably experiencing better weather than we are here in Iowa. <laughs> and so yeah. for you to be able to watch right. a packed house on a snowy blizzard day in Iowa City and watch the Hawkeyes cruise to victory had to be something special, especially when you have the climate of, of Charlotte. But uh, again, it's just a pleasure to see you here. And I think it's just it's almost fitting that we have you on tonight because, you know, I think we you and I kind of chat about this before we went live, just about the importance of seeing several different people step up on this team this evening and you obviously were a, a stat sheet stuffer yourself um, <laughs> yeah. Caitlin Clark is and now Caitlin's taken this to a degree that we've never maybe never seen in the sport but um, let, let's just break this game down a little bit before we get to our callers first of all uh, our RTI threads player of the game 
uh, is Molly Davis. And we could have went with a couple of different people, but hey, she was Molly. Gabby <laughs> Marshall was phenomenal. Uh, they got good production from Sydney of Falter tonight. What stood out most to you as it relates to the supporting cast of Caitlin? Um, I think like I, I we were kind of talking about a little bit before um, when Gabby is able to be confident in her shot and she's able to produce from a three point line, we're unstoppable in my mind. I feel like that is huge because one, we know what she does for us on the defensive end. She's amazing. She guards their best players. And sometimes it's tough for her to transition to the offensive end on that. And I get that, especially being a former defensive stopper like she is. Um, but her being able to do that opens up the floor tremendously for everyone to work, whether that is Kate Martin, you know, whether that is Hannah Stokey in there, it opens up everything for that. Cause Caitlin is going to Caitlin regardless, <laughs> she's right. going to Caitlin. So having those other people step up is fantastic. Now, mighty Molly headband, Molly, I got to figure out something for her because she is a joy to watch because if you were just to see her at a supermarket, I don't think anybody would think that she is capable of doing what she is doing on the basketball court. And that is amazing and a credit to her. But seeing her be productive today and she had, let it come easy. Like it, she didn't force anything. She didn't, you know, try to make something. She let the game come to her and she took what the defense gave her. And it was productive and we needed it, especially during that stretch. I think she had like maybe three, four buckets back to back. And that stretched our lead and gave us like a comfortable feeling. And we just took off from there. So during that stretch, Molly was, was clutch. Iowa didn't really make a waiting for the official box score from Iowa. Usually it pops up within 15 or 20 minutes following the game, but uh, Iowa really didn't make many threes. I think Molly, I think Molly was the only one that had threes in the first quarter. She had their only two threes. So like, this is a team that obviously got hot in the second half yeah. Um, I'm not going to say they live and die by the three because Caitlin can get it done anywhere and everywhere. And obviously when you have someone like Hannah Stolke, you can work in the post, it, it changes things. But uh, how important was it to see Molly hit a couple of threes in that first quarter? <laughs> I felt like that got her going. Um, you know, her first bucket was a three and then she kind of just kind of continued with that confidence. Once you feel the ball go through the net it just, everything else kind of flows. Um, and for her, that's exactly what she did today. Um, and I think that also fueled her teammates because now it gives Caitlin more confidence so that when she goes to the basket, she's not trying to rush anything. She's not trying to create something through trees. She's able to find those open players because they're hot. They're going to knock it down. And if you saw that throughout the game, Caitlin was already in her mind, I'm going to drive and I'm passing. She knew ahead of time who she was going to pass for. She was creating a shot, not I'm going to go shoot. And then I'm going to pass to the open person. She knew ahead of time, like, oh, Gabby's in the corner. I'm going to drive right, and I'm kicking it to her. She knew ahead of time. And that's always awesome. Like I said, we played an all-around amazing game today from everybody. Molly, uh, 18 points, 2 of 4 from 3, 7 of 10 overall from the field, added 3 rebounds, 2 assists. And I brought up that first quarter. Uh, She was 2 of 2 from 3 in the first quarter. The rest of the team was 0 for 11. And – you know, the fact that they were able to maintain the lead, um, I don't know the psychological aspect of that, but but not giving up the lead when you're already struggling from the field has to be big, does, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> I always remember a saying of when the ball's not going through the hoop, you got to pick up your defense. Like you've got to create stuff. You've got to, you know, keep them to one shot and done. And I think that that's what helped us in the first quarter and even in the first half in general. 
because I felt like we were able to get stops. We were able to keep them to one and done and keep them off the boards. Um, and that allowed us to continue in that, maybe get some e easy buckets, things like that. Um, if you're not able to get stops when you're not shooting well, it's going to be a bad night. So if you are, if you know, okay, we're not shooting well, we're going to keep doing that because that's who we are, of course. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, defensively, it's got to pick up. We can't just have two off nights. You can't have an off night defensively. Let's go to our first Iowa Smokehouse caller of the day. Tony is on the line, wanting to speak with uh, Kasheen. Tony, welcome. Uh, Kasheen, I got a question for you. What's the uh, temperature in Charlotte right now? Um, I believe it is 48 degrees. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in my garage. Okay. This is, oh, sorry, outside temperature. And that's, that's the temperature wait, in my garage. Let's get the negative sign in front of us. Yeah, the negative sign. Oh, oh my gosh, I missed that. Negative oh. sign, Kasheen. That's not that's, – <laughs> yes. I don't uh, even know. Is that so, the type of temperature, the negative degree, where you walk outside and you automatically lose your breath? Is that where we're at? That, yeah, that's, without, that's, without, that's without the wind chill. Yeah. So, Tony's, Tony's up in uh, South Dakota. Folks. Yeah. But I actually got it. I came out to my garage and I'm wearing a coat because it's only 46. That 46 was the temperature in my garage. My garage is actually climate controlled with insulation. And that's the highest I could get it in my garage. The uh, wind chill last I checked here in Ames was negative 41. So uh, anyways. <laughs> hey, um, Kashina, I had a question for you. Uh, Pre-game they had Laval Jordan on. And I know he was on staff with – yeah, I was going to ask you, do you have any stories of him? Because that was about the, your same time. I don't – I wouldn't say I have any stories. I mean, he was just like a really cool, chill guy. Like he he was always kind of like the smooth guy. Like that's all I remember him by. He was just really smooth, easy to talk to. Like I don't have any crazy stories. I mean, good for that, right? <laughs> right. Like, he was always like a really just smooth kid. Like he was just dope. I, I that's what I remember most about him. If anybody told me, how do you explain him? My word is smooth. <laughs> and he did. He did really good. I don't know if you got to catch the pregame show or not, but he actually had a he actually had a black and yellow tie, and he said he's sporting the Hawkeyes and stuff like that. So <laughs> it was good to see him and stuff like that. That's awesome. The only the only can I just make it real oh. quick criticism? You notice what he said during halftime that. A lot of people probably took exception to. He called Molly Davis Molly Clark. So it'd be the only thing that I'd say to Laval if you want to. Do you stay in touch with with uh, with Coach um, Kashin? I have not. I, I I'm I'm very curious now to see where he what here what what where is he now? Fox. He's on the pregame show. He does announcing. He's with Fox. He was on the pregame show on stage and everything. Wow, good for him. Yeah. Last time he, I think I, he was at Butler. Or something. Yeah. So, right? Well, you, then he went to yeah, yep. And then I think okay. he was at Cal for a second too, but I don't okay. know exactly. Yeah, that's actually pretty good for him. Now I think about it. <laughs> um, now, also going back to your playing days, do you guys use bulletin board material much? The reason I ask is, did you guys see that quote from uh, Coach Kim Mulkey? I did about the forty shots a game. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think every. I, I I'm not going to speak for every team, but most teams use something. There's always something. I know Lisa Bluter always had a, a, like a, a word or a quote or something on the top of the, the whiteboard for the games. It was always something, depending on what it was. Like, you know, when we played Iowa State, it was like state champs and like, you know, things like that. So there's I, I think everybody always used something. Now, as far as internal motivation, 
I don't know if she would have used that. I think maybe yeah. that was the Caitlin Clark thing, maybe, yeah. or like something like that. But I don't, knowing Lisa Bluter, she probably didn't pay in no mind, if I'm being honest. She usually tries to keep us about us, usually. Can I ask what was the? I didn't see that. Yeah, what was I the, actually, I I typed it up, so I got it. I'll read yeah. it to you real quick. Okay. For it. Was, it was we don't have any players shooting forty times a game. That is not us. It's pretty obvious. Because, it, it, hold on, real quick. It's not them because they don't have a player. Well, yes. Generational. Yes. That's Caitlin well, Clark. That's just a dumb thing to say. I will say this, right? And it, that's been spread around Twitter and everything else about her and her shooting numbers and all the other things like that. But Caitlin Clark does what the team is needs her to do, <laughs> whatever that may be. So, yeah, you have Haley Van Lith, you have Angel Reese, you have Anissa Morrow, you have all of these people who were all Americans yeah. and everything else. Like, yeah, I would think that your number of shots would go down, right? Like, I would expect that. However, with Iowa and our team, that is what is needed right now. Right? So I'm not saying, of course, I'm sure Lisa Bluter would be like, well, you know, some shot, that's every coach, right? you like, we can take better shots here or there. That's how we get better every day. But at the end of the day, like, that is what is needed for this team, specific team. Did Caitlin shoot that many shots last year? No, she, no, she, she, she's, she's right a, because we had who Monica yeah. Susanna who needed yeah. to get her shots like yeah. so yes right now that is where it's at and that's what I think people need to understand in the sense of every team is different if you put Caitlin Clark on a different team she's probably not going to shoot as many shots that's yeah. just basketball 101 yeah. personally <laughs> I think, let me just oh, add well. this she had 21 shot attempts tonight yeah. for a player as special as her that's nothing okay yeah. Um, I've said it on this very show, Tony, and, and you know I've said this. I don't want to see her taking 30 to 40 shots. I think they're much better. If you look at the results, when she's pushed 30 to 35 shots at Iowa State against Virginia Tech, Kansas State, they seem to struggle. It's because it, it's, I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg. It's everybody struggling because she's taking too many shots, or I think it's more so she's forcing yeah. shots because her teammates are missing or are making shots. And that goes along with what Kashin said earlier about Gabby, but the same is concern. I mean, Sydney Falter is knocking down shots. Now Molly Davis yeah. is in shots. Um, you know, Kylie Fearbach can hit shots. Hasn't lately, but yeah. like they have weapons around Caitlin that can make jump shots. And when yeah. they are, yeah, I mean, dribble drive, it's not that complicated of, of a game when you have people knocking down jump shots. Am I right, coach? Correct. Absolutely. I think that's what I said. When, you know, you have a Kate hitting her shots and you have Gabby hitting her shots and you have Molly hitting her shots. It opens up so many different options for Iowa on the offensive end. And it doesn't it makes Caitlin's job easier, <laughs> you know, like and I think that is the key. Like I remember vividly there is a tweet and still in my um on my Twitter when we were playing Iowa State. And I was like, somebody other than Caitlin Clark has to step up or we're not winning this game. And then within a quarter, I was like, and her name is Kate Martin. Like, yeah. so it was like you someone has to step up. It, it cannot be Caitlin. Nobody is winning anything or going too far with just one person doing something. Everybody has to play their role. And you know, tonight it was Molly Davis and Gabby, actually. Now, a lighthearted off basketball topic question. Oh, yeah. uh, Corey has actually seen my daughter on the podcast, and I'm a stay-at-home dad of a two-year-old. What is your three-year-old's favorite show now to watch? Um, right this second, it is Gracie Corner. Okay. Um, she loves singing. 
Um, so right now that is what she's doing. She's singing jingle bells, jingle bells, um, things like that. So right now it is Gracie's corner. <laughs> Um, now I want, I want you to know that currently you still hold one stat category career wise yeah. over Caitlin Clark. You have more just, rebounds than Caitlin. Just, I'm oh, not just letting you know. Yeah, but how the close career. are you? I gotta last Well, yeah, you're about like 70 or 80 rebounds more. Career wise, you have seventy or eighty rebounds more than her. Now, Caitlin, let's just let the, let's just, no let's just make very clear. Congrats to Kashin for the time being, but Caitlin will get seventy to eighty rebounds. I mean, come on. Now, I mean, it's been where are we at? Thirteen years. I'll yeah. take it. I will take it. Thirteen years. Yes, me. Okay. Now, so, I wanted. To, I want to. I had a follow up with that. Now, okay. setting all the career marks you do have, yeah. how do you feel when someone passes you? I don't. I feel like we're just getting better. Like, okay. you don't break these records to hold them forever. Okay. I mean, at least I don't. I think that you break records. That's fantastic for your time, right? You did the best you could during your time. And you only want people to continue in the game to continue and gradually get better. So I would assume... You know, like it would continue to get better. Now, did I think that um, Megan Gustafson's uh, would go so fast? No, not at all. I never thought that it would go that fast. Now we have Caitlin Clark. So, I mean, it is what it is. But someone is going to beat Caitlin's. So, you know. Are, and are, they, are, are they? You know what? My hope is yes, because that means that the game yeah. is to continue to grow. Yeah. And did we ever think 11 years ago, 13 years ago that we would see a type of player like her? Probably not. Like, yeah. no, not at all. And so I think that continuing to grow that in the next, I don't know how long it's going to be, but my hope is, yeah, there's somebody that's going to come along and we're going to be like, oh my God, she reminds me of Caitlin. She's yeah. going to, oh my God, you know, that kind of thing. So my hope is yes. And I, I can understand and appreciate that answer. You're like, I watched a couple of women's games before I watched the Iowa state Baylor game. And then I watched some of the Kansas state. Uh, oh gosh. Where they I think it was Texas or something like that. And you can just see a difference in Caitlin's level watching her versus some of these other games. And it's just, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I hope you're right. We get another transcendent superstar like her. Cause it's great yeah. to see the, the game grow. For sure. And you know, see how far the game has even taken in the four years that Caitlin has been in college. You know, from where even just as Iowa, let's just talk about Iowa, where we were as far as fans, mm -hmm. where we were to now. Every game is sold out. <laughs> and what was it? We talked about this last night, Corey. Didn't they say something in the pregame that Fox has picked up a few more games? Well, I think Fox picked up. I don't know that. I, I haven't okay. looked at the schedule since. I yesterday. thought they picked up the Maryland. They said something in the. It was like a blurb in the uh, in the pregame. I think uh, the Maryland, like when Iowa plays at Maryland, that is now a Fox primetime Saturday game. Like tonight it was. Like it's that's taken awesome. over, and that's another Fox game. We can get. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I only see. Barbara other... Clark says, yeah. "Yes, Fox picked up four more games, so I'm yeah. going to go with Barbara." Yeah, there's four. There's four, <laughs> only four more, five more Peacock games, which sounds like a lot, but when you think about the fact yeah. that we're only what a quarter of the way through Big Ten that's season, that's games. Jesus. 
<laughs> oh, come on, catch up. You're young. You, you're a younger generation. The peacock games are easy. Come on. Tony, because she's one of those. <laughs> I hate, I'm like, what peacock? Where did we, what is this? I was so confused. The first game. What? <laughs> Sorry. That's my, my gripe about peacock. Sorry. Clearly, Big Ten has some kind of deal with them because I'm confused yes. why any basketball yes. game is on Peacock. But you know what? Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, they do. As Tony said last night, they do a pretty good job, and you have a Leah Boston on there. Um, well, then I might have to tune in. I yeah, you have to check it out. It's a pretty good production, actually. Yes. Really? It's only right. like it's only yeah. like six, it's six bucks a month, right? What did we say Tony, last night, Corey? Like Five, it. six bucks. Um, if you steal somebody's student ID, it's two. Because I believe you get students get oh. a, a discount, so it's two dollars a month. So you know how many subscriptions I have? Like, I mean, I I understand. Yeah, you guys, buy another one. Corey and I subscribed to Flow Hoops for that thirty bucks. Oh, yeah. to no. get that tournament. You know what I did, Tony? What? I went okay. on Twitter and I said, <laughs> "Iowa fans, I need help. Somebody <laughs> share your Flow Hoops account." And I got a DM. I was. They always have my heart. Okay. And she, you know what's great about what she just said, Tony? She's not ashamed. No, hey, uh, no shame in her game. Yeah, no, she's doubting it. So thirty dollars for a game? Yeah, right. I love you, Iowa, but yeah, no, that's not it for me. <laughs> hey, thanks. Hey, thanks for your time and everything. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. And they're by the way, keep that sign-in information, Kashin, because they're back on Flow Hoops next year for the November tournament. So. <laughs> I'm up with somebody ready to go. Always me. good to have contacts. So. uh yeah, a couple things here in the chat. So first of all, ZJ uh, says, welcome to Kashin, one of my favorite players. Uh, former players played with heart and hustle. Um, would echo that. Like I said, I just uh, I went, had to go back and watch some of your tape because obviously I knew you were coming on the show. Yeah. And um, I want to ask you about the knack it takes for a, a guard to rebound as well as you mm -hmm. did and as well as Caitlin does. What's, yeah. what's different about uh, a guard rebounding? Um, people don't expect it. So I feel like if you're a guard and you want to rebound, you're probably going to get more rebounds than a post player. It's hard down there in the, on the block. You don't have any momentum. It's just tussling, pushing, because there's nowhere for you to go. You're really just exuding your strength down there, or trying to at least. Um, for me, I just love the idea of rebounding. Everything about it, getting your team, your, your team extra points, extra possessions. Um, and I've kind of always had a knack for it just based off of, you know, my hustle and heart in general. Um, and it just became a thing for me. It just became kind of my identity. And I just kept working at it. And like I tell people, you become good with the work you put in. Um, and for me, some of the times there's not a rebound I don't think I can get. So when I have that mindset, a lot of people would stop. Cause they're like, Oh, I can't get that. I don't have that. So I just kept going. <laughs> yeah. um, and I ended up getting a few more of those rebounds because I believe that I could get whatever's there. Caitlin uh, has found a way to, and you would think given what she gives you on the uh, offensive end, that maybe yeah. she, I mean, I understand that she's going to bring the ball up 90% oh, of yeah. the time. Anyways. So yeah. might as well crash, right? Especially I mean, Caitlin's six feet. So like <laughs> she's not uh, your normal point guard height. Um, so at the end of the day, she also has height on majority of the people that should be guarding her for the most part. And a lot of people forget about her. <laughs> I'm being honest. Guards don't practice boxing out. We They don't. Um, so majority of the time you forgot about Caitlin. And then here comes Caitlin swooping in. Same thing for Sydney and Falter. At the end of the day, people are going to forget about her. And then here she goes and she's got 14 boards. 
12 boards, Kate Martin. It's like when you're able to just get in there and really just, you have to, well, let me say this, you have got to be in shape. <laughs> Crashing the boards is hard. It is a lot of work. It takes a lot of energy. So you have to be in shape to do that. Um, and Kate Martin, I feel like is in great shape. I mean, she plays all the time. She's She's got a lot of charisma with her game in general in general um and so i think that for them when they do that guards are not they're not we're not boxing out we're not doing boxing out drills Corey. like <laughs> we're not doing boxing out drills so no. nine times out of ten you're gonna get the board if you go and just further testimony to that kate martin 12 boards tonight uh caitlin clark five which is below yeah. her season average i think uh, significantly below her season yeah. average but uh she is tr- traditionally really good in the glass and Sydney Falter 20 minutes four boards she always seems to produce um yes. she's so I, I was talking to a buddy of mine as we were watching this game I'm just like you know the great thing about Sydney yeah. is that she plays within herself like I think she's a pretty good jump shooter like when she's been yeah. forced to make shots she makes shots but like what's great about this team and I think maybe what people forget about a Lisa Bluter coach team and a Jan Jensen coach team is it does seem like there's a true unselfishness about everybody and yeah yeah, Caitlin takes a lot of shots she's Caitlin Clark Uh, that's going to happen I don't see and unless something's going on in the locker room that I'm not aware of I don't see any level of selfishness or any begrudging from any of her teammates Um, Molly Davis was a high level scorer at (laughs) Central Michigan she comes in here and has never forced shots she just assumes her role now she was called upon tonight and she had some you know her her uh, her step through her little euro step jump step that she uh, scored off of scoring with the left scoring with the right um, she's got a really nice mid range game she's making threes like she's a talented scorer yeah. she's obviously someone with not a lot of height but I just feel like her and Sydney Falter and you know Kylie Fierbach they all just kind of assume the role they're given and yeah. I would think that comes back to really good coaching. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I think part of it is coaching, right? Lisa Bluter always has her beginning of the year, end of the year meetings as far as like what she wants you to, you know, either get better at during the summer for the next year or what she expects for you this year. Um, And so I think Lisa does a really good job of that um, and kind of laying out your role. Another part of that is getting comfortable, right? For example, I know we haven't talked about her a lot today, but Hannah Stolke, right? Her freshman year, she was just kind of figuring stuff out. Like she, she didn't really know anything. She didn't really know what to expect. She just was kind of playing. Um, she was great. She was just playing. This year, you kind of start to see her mold into what you think is going to come junior, senior scenario, right? You're starting to see a little bit of it. She's worked on her free throws. She's working on her shot. You can start to see a little bit more of what she can accomplish. That is part of the progression, right? So I think Yes, I think Sydney does have a, a pretty good shot, right? But right now, I don't think she's as confident. She knows what she needs to do in what spot and role-wise. With time, she's going to take a lot more of those shots, right, that we feel like, oh, she's open. But right now, she's not comfortable. She doesn't have the green light. She doesn't have that just yet. But she will eventually because she does have a nice stroke. It's not broken, right? <laughs> like, it's there. So I think with time she will then continue on with that. Part of that's a role, and also part of that is just feeling the game and actually feeling confident and knowing that. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Thank you for calling Iowa Post Game with Kashina Alexander. Who's on the line? Hi, it's Chris from West Wyoming. 
weather Chris, report is 20 below. So, um, below in and, Wyoming. And, and I love that you have Kashin on <laughs> because Kashin, I, I too do not want to pay for Peacock, but, um, <laughs> I'm but not the only one, have... Corey. I'm not but the only one. To, Chris. Chris, you're going to. You know you're going to. <laughs> somebody, somebody said the last time, it's, it's, you know, it's just a cup of Starbucks. Well, I have to drive 100 miles to get a Starbucks, so come on. Anyway, um, but I, I, I was glad to hear you, Kashin, bring up uh, the role that uh, the rest of the team plays, right? Because I enjoyed this game so much because of Molly Davis, because of Gabby, because of Sydney. I mean, they were, and, and Kate Martin, they all had really good games. And, um, and that's what uh, I heard um, Lisa say in a press conference when somebody asked about what's it like, you know, playing with Kate, Caitlin, because the spotlight is always on her. And Lisa stepped in and said, the spotlight is on all of us. You know, it, it shines on her, but it shines on us, too. And then Gabby Marshall was there, said exactly what you said, Kasheen. Yeah. We have a role to play, right? We play our roles. And if we do that, it's going to work out for us. And I thought, that is a credit to Lisa Bluter and how she manages this team. Because... You know, there could be egos, there could be jealousy. I mean, you know, you know. I so know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just really enjoying this team and um, this year and watching these players develop. Um, the thing that I'm worried about is the post play. Underneath today, I, I saw comments of like it was really great, but I didn't think so. It seemed like we were losing too many balls under there. They weren't crashing the boards. Did, did, did you think that, or is that just me being overly critical? Um, I think if we were going to say where Iowa's weak spot is, I would say it is in the post only because of the inexperience, right? So right. everybody that's playing didn't really play much. Even although Hannah played last year, she didn't. how many possessions did she play in the five? Not a ton. So that's still a new Not position. A right. So – regardless yeah. of anything, it's because of the inexperience. Now, I got all the faith in the world in the post-whisperer, Jan Jensen. So for me, I feel like yeah. eventually we're going to get it together, right? But I understand where you're coming from in that. I, I think that confidence and experience will continue because um, right. at the beginning of the year, she's much better now than she was in the first game, correct? Wouldn't you say that? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think yep. that there is going to be some, and I don't need her to be good right now. I need her to be good in March and April. <laughs> and that is, I think in the long exactly. run is where Jan is really good at is getting okay. her to a point of comfortability, getting her to a point of understanding how to get where she wants to get to. Um, and just working off of that. But yeah, I, there was definitely some butterfingers today. It might've been the nerves. Mm -hmm. and I talk about it in experience. That is huge. We're experienced in every yeah. other position, yeah. but the post play. Yep. So yeah. there's going to be some quirks. I was just going to say, I was nervous about this game beforehand. Yes. I was. And, um, so. <laughs> uh, and then the post play, I was, you know, when it was still close, I was like, oh my gosh, you guys. Hang on to that ball. They were get they were get the 
the passes were getting stolen and oh, but uh you're right it's all about development and that yeah. we came out with this win this quality win it's like what is going to happen next you know we got you know we're just going to keep getting better and better i i you know really believe that and you just see the team gelling and coming together with Gabby hitting her shots again. I, I, I love Gabby Marshall. I'm just so happy for her that she's hitting her shots. I'm very happy for her. I wanted to give her a hug after the Iowa State game. I tweeted it like somebody in Iowa City give Gabby a hug because I know how that feels and I know how bad she wants to contribute. Um, so I'm very yeah. happy for her. I'm always happy for her when she's able to get her shot going. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And then I guess the only other thing is my uh, my ins- <laughs> some thought came to me one day about Caitlin Caitlin Clark. She is the Taylor Swift of women's basketball. That is my final comment. Okay, I might have to tweet that. That's a that's a new yeah, one because she's going right. to steal it. I might have to tweet that. That yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You go right so ahead. So what would you call them? Because you know Taylor has the Swifties. So what does Caitlin have? The Clarkies. Well, well she's. She's got the kids following her. She has the same kind of effect on on those kids as Taylor Swift does. Well, that is interesting that she wears 22. But I was going to say, as it relates to uh, Travis Kelsey, does that mean Connor McCaffrey's Travis Kelsey? (laughs) Sorry. Anyways. Their their relationship isn't all that public, so I really can't say. I don't know. Can can Connor dance? I don't know. know. Um, Here's the other thing. Do you know that um, I think they said tonight, that we play Indiana February 22nd. Do you know what February 22nd is? Uh, Caitlin Clark's 22nd birthday. Hmm. Caitlin Clark is a Pisces? That's why I knew I liked her for a reason. February, 20, <laughs> February 22nd 20, at Indiana. 222, right. she turns 22. Wow. Yeah. So I'm we're February 28th, so sure. it's going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, it was nice talking to you, Kashin, and good luck to you in the future. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Appreciate the phone call. Stay safe out there. I will. You too. Yeah, uh, so Chris is in the middle of Wyoming, so that's why it was 100 miles to a Starbucks. I was uh, like, what? What we just got, like, we're getting a new Starbucks. We like seven Starbucks in Ames, so. (laughs) Okay, I was... You saw my face. I was like, yeah. she uh, miles? <laughs> so what's the, what's the, is I'm guessing there's Starbucks all over Charlotte. What's the popular? Everywhere. Okay. Starbucks, like, not caribou, Starbucks. Okay. Is there caribou? Minnesota or- is caribou, but yeah. Okay. I know out West, like in Oregon, Dutch brothers, every corner is Dutch. Yeah, brothers. no, no. I, it's like, um, really Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts is here. That's it. Okay. Interesting. I don't um, drink coffee, so. <laughs> Lemansky, okay. thank you. Appreciate the super chat here, Lemansky. Uh, Corey, I uh, think you can be as charming as Kashin someday. Uh, no, I'm not going to try Lemansky, but I do appreciate the super chat. And that's why uh, we have Kashin on here. Let me just say this. here: Here's critical Corey going to come out for a second, Kashin. I know Jan Jensen has been up- rightfully applauded for her ability to develop sure. the post position. Mm-hmm. And I understand exactly what you're saying when you talk about lack of experience, game yeah. experience. Monica Sinano has dominated minutes. And, of course, before her was Megan Gustafson. Yep. But let's not forget, Sharon Goodman is a fourth-year player. I understand. And Addison O'Grady is a third-year player. Yep. 
So I don't know. I like I, I get what you're saying, but I also as a spectator look at this and I'm like, you know, they're a little behind schedule from my vantage point. But am I wrong on that? I, I no, you are. <laughs> you're okay. right. I'm gonna say you're right. Um, I will say this though. I don't think that O'Grady or Goodman were going to be Gustafson or Cezano. Sure. The start, right? I think that they were going to be more role players. And I don't need, listen, when you have Caitlin Clark, you don't need much. I'm, I'm being honest. Like, I right. just need you to be reliable, stable, <laughs> and able to catch and finish. That's it. And play defense, right? Of course. But like, for this group, and again, I think today, and I, it's rightfully I understand, it's a big game. Like, this is a big game we're talking about. Home court, uh, both of you guys are undefeated in the Big Ten. We know what happened last year with Indiana at Iowa. This is a big game. And a lot of people tend to, the bright lights come on, it happens to everyone, even the best of us, right? So I get that. I do think they... In your in your words, using your words, they're a little behind schedule, right? Um, but I think that they both bring something different. I think O'Grady is better defensively. I, I wish she would stop filing as much, but I like her aggressiveness on the defensive end. Yeah. But I think that Goodman has more offensive upside, should I say, um, with that. But yeah, listen, I say this all the time. Inexperience is big. It's key. And Cesano went against Megan Gustafson for how many years? Yeah. And I think that's like, a fair that, That's, that's huge. Fair like, that is, if you think about it, that is huge. Every day, you are, you're never on the same team as her. So you're always going against her defensively, offensively, the whole nine. And Megan was good all around. Defensively, offensively, she was like a total package. So for Megan, she was – not Megan, for Cezano, she was getting defensive and offensive looks from that. That's like – that's huge. And I, I and on top of that, Cezano has definitely said that, you know, Gustafson helped her tremendously, like as far as mentoring her and bringing her along and they would go to the gym together and all that stuff. That's key in that too. But I understand everyone's – the word I want to use, <laughs> being a little on edge. Because when yeah. we get to March and April, that could be our downfall. Yeah, and I, I do think that Hannah is the best option at the five, even though she's not a natural five. Yeah, she's they a just, <laughs> my My concern, Kasheen, is they don't really have a single player on this roster that's comfortable with their back to the basket. Correct. And they don't have to play that way, right? And they get up and play fast and... Like, they're not feeding a Monica Sinano or a Megan Gustafson. I mean, how much different was this offense during the Gustafson era versus – because it was effective in both eras, but how much different did it look, in your opinion, between the Gustafson era and the Clark era? Um, You know, I would say that with the Gustafson era, I saw a lot more high-low, if you remember correctly. They ran a lot of high-low from that – the um the free throw line they were dumping I mean I don't know how many plays Lisa Bluter had for that as far as getting her you know lobs and different things like that we don't see that as much right like we don't see I don't see Goodman or any of our post players 
ceiling and we're getting lobs over the top. I don't see that at all. Where that was like Megan's <laughs> bread and butter. It was like lob city um, with her because she was phenomenal at ceiling, of course. But I see a lot more staggered screens. I see a lot more um, floppy action. Um, if you guys don't know what I mean by that, it's like the wings go down and down screen and Caitlin could choose which way she wants to go scenario. They do a lot of that. Um, it's more tailored towards the guards than it is the post players. And there's one thing Lisa Bluter is good at and it is tailoring her offense to the people that she has. Yeah, I think that's a great point because I, I just I do feel like, and you just explained it as a coach and a former player, it yeah. looks so much different. And, yes. <laughs> you know, like, here's the one thing I've expressed on this show in the past as well, Kasheen. Like, when I watch Caitlin Clark play, there mm. are times where I grimace when she takes a three yes. <laughs> off balance that's not she's not squared up. Yeah. And I want to get more to that in a second. But that's got to be hard as a coach, as Lisa Bluter. Like, at some point, when do you rein her in? And when do you just say, hey, we're better off just letting her go? because she's that special. Like I've asked this to coach close before on our men's show. I just don't know the answer to that. I think that would be a very difficult job. Um, if anybody is curious about that answer or from a coach's point, go look up Steve Kerr. He's talked about Steph Curry a million times in regards to when he was first kind of introducing Steph Curry and they were trying to figure things out. He would be like in just like disarray, like, no way did he just take that. Why are we doing it? Da, da, da. And he had to kind of understand his player and Steph had to kind of understand him. He talks about it in the interview and it's actually pretty fascinating. It reminds me of Caitlin because like there are things she can do that nobody else can do. Right. Right. The majority of her shots are terrible shots. Like for anybody else, like, come on, she's shooting off balance, step back threes, like from the logo. That's right. not, in basketball, that's not a good shot, unless you are Caitlin Clark or Steph Curry, <laughs> like or, or Luca Dot Luca Dot. Yes, Don, yes, yes. Let's add him in there. You're absolutely right. Let's add him in there. Otherwise, everybody's looking at you like you've got six heads. What are you doing? Like, yeah. so it is a very tough job. I think that they probably have a lot of meetings after games. You know, just watching film one on one, um, more so. I would say the conversation isn't geared towards that's a bad shot as it is to you're 0 for 3. How do we become more productive? Okay. In the sense of let's try driving a little bit. Let's try, you know, making your shot easier. Um, if anybody saw the halftime with Caitlin Clark, she talked about it. She was talking about how, she wasn't shooting very well from the beginning and she started trying to drive into the basket to kind of get the flow of the game, that kind of thing. Those are the conversations you have because there is a myth. I'm going to say a myth to shooters. Don't stop shooting. No, hold on. <laughs> if you're over four, no, you do not take a step back three. Like <laughs> I'm not saying stop shooting, but you got to get a feel for the game again. Get right. yourself to the free throw line, feel the ball go through the net. Like, then continue shooting. But the myth of shooters keep shooting, no, 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 to an extent, right? Like to an extent, if you can affect the game in multiple ways like Caitlin, then you go to those other multiple ways. They're still going to play you. 
up all up in your stuff, right? Because they're afraid that you're going to get hot because you can get hot. She's like a microwave. She heats up fast. So, like, you can't not play her for the three. I don't care if she's 0 for 7. They're still going to be in her chest until the game is over. So just go to your other strengths. And I think she did that. And then you saw her start to get comfortable getting to the rim and doing this, finding her teammates. Then she took a three. It was open. It went in. And then that's how the the confidence started flowing for her. Now, as it relates to shooters keep shooting, I would say that my guess is that would apply more so to someone like Gabby Marshall because she's not taking contested threes anytime. No, she's not. You're right. She was missing. She went through a plethora of games where she just missed open threes. For sure. And so just keep shooting. What else do you tell Gabby's someone like a, Gabby? Yeah, she, she's got to. She ain't got no choice. <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Now, one thing about Caitlin I observed during the game today, Kashin, and, and yeah. see if you are kind of aligned with my thinking here. So she has this Sorry, tendency. Everybody is very upset with you because you're not answering calls, by the ways. Oh, I've got the I've got the phone line open, and I've got everybody. By the way, the phone line itself is open. Uh, I don't have anybody calling in here, so I've got uh, sports we, news. He said he ain't got nobody calling in. Sports news. We've got Paul, we've got Ryan, we've got Ben, and we have uh, we do have one person on the phone line now. Oh, we'll get go. to that person here in a second. Lemansky, I think it's Lemansky. I recognize the number, so hang tight, Lemansky. Um, but as it relates to Caitlin's three-point shooting, Kashin, yeah. I, I just I observed this during the game today. In the first half, she took a couple of uh, threes off of screens where she's yeah. falling to the left, right? Yeah, and that's her go-to. Mm-hmm. But but isn't her go-to more so with the step back, like where she dribbles step back left? Like when yes. she's not squared yes. up to the basket, she misses that a lot more than she misses the hey dribble right. step back pop, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, it's funny because I, I kept laughing to myself because I'm like, I don't understand how nobody else is noticing this. Caitlin Clark, if she is going left or dribbling left, she is going to step back. Like it's, It right. is like a proven fact. Not saying it's going to make it any easier to guard. Okay. I'm just stating that if there is a ball screen and Caitlin is coming left, nobody's decided to blitz the screen. Nobody's decided to do anything. Like I think for the most part, Caitlin knows her strengths and you hit the nail on the head. She is so much better off the dribble going left. hundred percent, like a hundred percent. She, that's just not her thing. And that's fine. I think we all have, we all have our weaknesses. Caitlin does too. She's, she's human. Um, but then I think I want to say is a two or three in a row where she literally came back. I feel like like three processions in a row could have been some in, in between there, but it was in the left, 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 left um, off the dribble, step back. Um, she knows where she needs to get to when she needs a bucket. Yeah. And I, I, there was a couple of times, especially in that second half where I'm like, she steps back and you, I said it before shot, he was enough. It's like, that's down. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. You just, it's amazing. Um, how automatic that has become. And I would think, again, I, I know it's easier said than done, but like you said, isn't there a way to take that away? Like force her to drive every single time because then when you force her to drive. Somebody hire me. Let me put the scout together. <laughs> Make someone else burn you, right? There's no way on planet Earth, Caitlin Clark at the end of a quarter should dribble the ball to half court wait for our ball screen to go left. And that post player, defensive post player is sitting in the paint and she gets a wide open three. You have got to be kidding me. There's no way. And, and I mean, that, yay for us, but 
before I promise we're going to get to our next caller, but one more thing on that as it relates to end of here's a criticism I have of of the of the Bluter offense. Yeah, I don't. I, my observation: it seems like there's very little ingenuity at the end of quarters, mm-hmm. and it seems like oftentimes I wouldn't even get shot up. And there's if they do get a shot up, runs. say it again. It's two things she runs. She's been doing it since I was there. <laughs> at the end of quarters. Yeah, it's a ball okay, screen, so or so you have that like scissor action, is what I would call it, where Hannah comes to the middle, she th- we throw it over, one cuts across, the other one cuts, yeah. Or you have like in that same scissor action, usually it's Molly, I think, does it now, is she dribbles to the middle, like right at the top of the key, and Caitlin comes right behind her. Right. Yeah, we've been doing that since I was there. <laughs> I, I was know. Caitlin at that point. That's what I was doing, coming off that. But to me, like it works, especially when you have someone like Caitlin who can make shots from anywhere. They're going to score at the end of quarters at times. But there have been times where they've not been real efficient at the end of quarters. And I I think that's an area where you can probably look to improve a little bit. Yeah. um, Those extra positions. But anyways, let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. We've got Ryan on our call in line. Ryan, welcome. Oh, we got Ryan. There's Ryan. Hey, hey, hi. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hi, uh, Kashin. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope uh, you join us in future shows. It's been real fun so far having you. Uh, awesome. You're on my Mount Rushmore of favorite female Hawkeyes ever. Um, and I remember when Caitlin was a freshman, uh-huh. seeing that she had a real rebounding prowess as a guard. Uh-huh. I remember right away saying, boy, she kind of reminds me of Kashin Alexander. This girl can rebound. Now, so. see, that's a legacy right there. You remember we are talking about records? When people come after me and you think and you remind, they remind you of me, that's a legacy. All the and records doesn't matter. But when people start to, you're like, oh, that reminds me of cash. That reminds me da 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 I love that. that. That's a legacy. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you, were, you were a beast on the boards as a guard. I was like, hey, she's Thank not you. a 6'2 center here, you know? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, had I told you before the game that Caitlin would score under her average, albeit one point, and Hannah, your second leading scorer, would be held to five going up against Mackenzie Holmes, um, would we be pretty nervous what the outcome would be? And I think my point being here is this, this is a real statement game because you know, when you don't have Warnock and Sonano anymore, we're all worried about the supporting cast. And, you know, one player, as great as they are, only can take you so far. And, you know, we want another crack at the title. Um, I thought today went an awful long way to show that, hey, you know what? You, you, you have to, you, as the opponent, you have to focus on Caitlin, but... Martin, who had a double-double today as well, might kill you. Gabby, thank God she's shooting again, and it's so wonderful to see. She can kill you. Uh, three, straight, three straight games now, Ryan. Three straight games. She's back. She's back, baby. And I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, there's There are weapons on, on, on this team, and uh, you can't solely focus on Caitlin. It very well might be where you have to say, okay, she's going to get hers. We got to now stop everybody else. 
I thought today went an awful long way. Uh, what a statement game. 27 points against Indiana. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is the best. I mean, I, I, the South Carolina win last year will probably never, unless we win the national championship, will probably always be my favorite Iowa win, man, men or women of all time. <laughs> but uh, Can I, just I thought today went a long way. Quick. Real quick before you go on, because I, I want to piggyback off that for a second, as it relates to eras and all time. Like, what would this, what would this team, how good would this team be if somehow Megan Gustafson was a few years younger, like, and she played with Clark? Can you imagine what that would be like if you had a real post presence, like, because we saw it with Monica Sonano, but there, there's, I don't think there's any comparing to what Megan did. What would those two players do together? You think? Was that to me? Oh yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> what? What? I mean, I know we're just kind of imagining this. However long they would have played together, we would have had national championships. It's yeah, I think, I think so. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Megan and like I, th that is mind blowing if we really think about it, because they were so. Megan is dominant in her own right. She handles everything in the paint. Then you've got Caitlin on the outside. You've got your shooters placed where they need to be placed. Yeah, we'd have a, every year they played together, we would have a national championship. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. And you know what's really amazing about it? Megan was not a real highly sought-after player. She's it's from not. Fort Wing, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. which has something like 10 people in the town or something. It's tiny, right, on the, right up on the Great Lakes, I believe. And – you know, I remember she, watching her in AAU. And and oh my God, like we 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 were just blown away by by what she became, and that's a real credit to Coach Jay, I think, no doubt about it. Um, two quick questions. Uh, well, actually, one question, one statement. My question: uh, As a girl from Minneapolis, what made you pick Iowa? Because uh, I know. Uh, Minneapolis is not exactly known as Hawkeye country. I know this. I know the answer to this one, but go ahead. Oh, no, I want to hear your answer. Go, oh, please. No. I, I, <laughs> I, like I said, I tried to do my due diligence uh, and I was pretty young when you were at Iowa. I don't want to make mm -hmm. you feel old. because It's you're okay. I'm old. No, 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 you're not. But, but, oh, yeah, look at me. <laughs> I, I go back 40 years watching women's basketball. I went back and, and watched um, – it was an interview with you. I think it was when you were drafted by Minnesota, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I believe that was that interview when you talked a little bit about um, recruitment and why you picked Iowa. I think that was what it was. But um, wasn't it you were you had a really bad visit? somewhere and you decided on the way home just to commit wasn't that kind of what happened so it's funny enough right i went on obviously visits like everybody else i had been on a lot of unofficial visits if, if anybody knows that that means it means that i was not paying for anything i just came up to watch a game on my own etc so i had already came up to a few of them because minneapolis and iowa city are not that far um so i had come a few times to go see games talk with the coaches etc um I went on my official visit and I loved everything there. I felt at home. I felt comfortable to begin with, but I had already scheduled the other visits. So I figured I would go on them. Um, I had a very bad visit <laughs> at said school. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm done. I was my first visit and I had four other visits lined up. Um, 
And if I'm going to be honest, I chose Iowa because one, I knew that I would be able to come home and play one, two. I love the idea that Iowa didn't have any professional sports because of the camaraderie of the community. Um, at the time, I mean, it's grown, obviously, but even at the time, the fans were like amazing. Like, I would be in the mall and kids are coming up to me asking me for autographs. Like it was, they just loved their Iowa women's program. They still do. Um, so that was like another reason, of course, Lisa and everybody else. But those are the two main factors at the beginning mixed with my comfortability. Um, and I, plus, I love to go home and be the gopher. So it was, it was fun. <laughs> and at Iowa, you can actually get your your face on a box of cereal. So yeah, there's that too now, right? <laughs> Add that to the recruiting website or whatever you got going on. You could come here and get a cereal box. <laughs> oh, I miss High V. I'm sorry, that's a very do random really? thing. I, I do, you guys. I love High V. What do you? Met, what's down in Charlotte? Is it a? Let's see. What's what's the whole Harris southern Peter Publix. 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 Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say yeah, Publix. Publix. and Publix are like the main ones. Um, well, hey, at least it's forty-eight there. Right? Publix. Nothing is wrong with Publix. My two favorite grocery stores. Really, we're talking about grocery stores. Hy-Vee and Wegmans. If you've ever been to a Wegmans, my God, it's heaven. Wegmans. Yes. It's not everywhere. It's. I wish it was here. It's not. It's in Virginia, but I love Wegmans. <laughs> okay. Fun then, thought. Just the last thing I was going to say, um, there's only been two hum human beings who ever terrified me in my whole life. One is Bobby Knight, and the other is Kim Mulkey. And, <laughs> and, you know, obviously she was talking about Caitlin. And number one, it's true. She's never sh shot 40 times in a game. Number two, did Kim Mulk does Kim Mulkey know that Caitlin is second in the nation in assists, which screams I'm not a ball hog, because to say you shoot 40 times a game implies that you're a ball hog. Well, again, piggybacking on what Kashin said earlier about not having all these weapons around, like I, I know that it's easy to just say, ah, there's cheating going on here and cheating going on here. NIL's not cheating, but it's been widely publicized that LSU has basically paid for their roster. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to hear the garbage about 40 shots. Uh, Caitlin Clark did not come to Iowa because Iowa offered her a bunch of money. True. But you're telling you're not going to convince me for a second that that wasn't a huge part of why Haley Van Lith ended up at LSU and why What's-Her-Face from uh, DePaul ended up at LSU. And Issa Morrow. Yes. So, anyways... Well, and like I, I peeked at the uh, Indiana message board, and of course, there's not a whole lot of nice things being said about Caitlin, and mostly about the broadcast being a Caitlin love fest kind of thing. But you know what? It's true. But number one, she's a millionaire, and and number two, number she's two, a needle mover. That's my. It was point. also Gus Johnson. What do you expect when Gus? Well, Johnson right, but but Caitlin is a needle mover. She has expanded women's basketball more so than anyone probably ever. She's not the first great women's player to come around, and yet you can't watch, you can't watch a sporting event without seeing her State Farm commercial, right? And so, yeah. 
it, it's a credit to her. She's a needle mover who kids love. She's probably the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. I will say this to be on, let's play devil's advocate for just a hot second. I will say that the media is not doing Caitlyn any favors in creating more Caitlyn haters by continually to talk about Caitlyn during other games. She's not playing. Like, and I, I, I know that frustrates people and I understand their point of view. I also understand what the media is doing, but if LSU is playing South Carolina, why are we talking about Caitlyn? Like, and I, I agree. Think that, that, that doesn't help her. Like it's not her fault. Right. Like what is she? And that's she probably why you got Dawn Staley making comments about the Michigan state game yeah, where she wasn't help. even coaching in it. Like it doesn't help Caitlyn. I, I hate when the media does that. Cause it's like you putting more targets on Caitlyn's back un unnecessarily because mm -hmm. you're talking about her on games that have nothing to do with her. Like Correct. you should be focused on the players that are on the court that are playing in this game, whatever, stats and this that and a third and whatever else like leave caitlin for the morning tv shows when there's nothing being played and you know her games but it's like they're always talking about her during other games it's like they're trying to create this riff and it's like what don't do that it's not that's the only thing i don't like about the media is they do that on purpose and i don't think it's fair to caitlin um and i don't think it's fair to the players that are playing at that moment agree very i wholeheartedly agree with you i do i hope you uh come back on again it's been real fun you're awesome, awesome to have you on here. <laughs> thank you very much have, a good, you're welcome. Good night. have a good night uh, a couple things here in our chat uh yeah Kishin, we've been on here for about an hour and how about this uh who would have thought um five years ago i mean even in the midst of the megan gustison era that uh we could be doing a show at 1030 at night and we'd have about 500 Hawkeye fans watching live. That just shows the, the elevation <laughs> of this program, how much people appreciate you being on here and uh, awesome. the Caitlin Clark effect and uh, what, what this team's got going. It's, it's a special time period that uh, Iowa fans can't take for granted. Uh, mm -hmm. Esther, uh, appreciate the kind words. I'm doing well. Thank you for that. Uh, William brings up uh, officiating. He says only thing Indiana coaches will take about uh, on the flight home is setting up a GoFundMe for whoever the refs are when Iowa comes to Bloomington. So uh, I'm assuming this is a salty Indiana fan, but I will say this. This is me being honest Abe here. I had this written down well before William's comment. I had this written down in the first half. Uh, I thought Caitlin Clark got away with an offensive foul in the first half, um, got away with a defensive foul in the first half. She gets a very favorable whistle. Okay. And I am not being critical of her, but I want Iowa fans to be when for Iowa fans start complaining. And I know like she likes to complain and that's changed a lot since when you played. Yeah. You watch Luka Doncic, you you watch all these guys. They don't stop complaining. Yeah. We get teched up immediately. <laughs> Let's say that again. We would get teched up immediately. Yeah. So it's, it's changed, but like, am I right in saying Caitlin Clark does get a very favorable whistle? Yeah. Because let's be honest. Who wants to watch an Iowa game without Caitlin Clark? So if you think about it, we're talking about TV. It's bigger than just the game, right? We're talking about money that's involved, Fox, TV rights, et cetera. If I am not, if I'm, let's just, yes, I'm a Hawkeye fan, so I'm going to watch regardless, right? But there's a lot of people who aren't fans of either. They just like basketball. If Caitlin Clark fouls out or she plays six minutes in the first half or whatever the case is, people are going to stop watching. 
which means money goes down. <laughs> so like I get what people are saying, but superstars get the favorable whistle because of that. Nobody wants to watch them not be on the court. That's just a fact. I understand it. Um, and a lot of the times, like I said, it's more Caitlin literally pushed off twice, two times straight back to back. And the first time she did, it, I was like, Caitlin, be careful. And then she, she did, did it right immediately, away. and he had to. Yeah. It was like you couldn't let it go twice back right. to back. But that's the thing. He should have called it the first time. <laughs> but because it was Caitlyn, he let it go because it didn't affect the game. You know, like it didn't give her space to shoot a three. It didn't give her space to do anything else. So they didn't call it because it didn't affect the game. But, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> so do you have any issue at times with Caitlyn's kind of barking in the ears of officiating of officials? My only thing is this. If someone can name a time where an official called a call and changed it. Right. Sure. It's never going to change. It's nothing you say is going to help that it's done. It's over. Move on. I get it. It might've been the worst call in planet earth, right? Like it could have been horrible. But what is that? It doesn't it doesn't do anything. It doesn't change anything. So I think that she spends a lot of energy that she doesn't need to. She needs to conserve her energy because you're playing 40 minutes <laughs> pretty much. So conserve your energy. Don't even waste time on them. Move on to the next play. That's what I would tell her. But I also know Caitlin is a fierce. And when I say fierce, I mean all caps. Fierce competitor. And it's in her. It's like in her DNA. So. It's, it's like hard, but I just I just want her to get to a point where like it doesn't matter. Now when she gets to the WNBA, she will get fined. So like, well, a bit, maybe it'll take her losing money. <laughs> well, well, she did find that the WNBA will. Be, I, 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 don't, I all I know is I watch a ton of Dallas Maverick basketball, and Luka Doncic gets teed up a lot, but he is constantly barking. And I love Luka. Yeah. Doncic. I'm a huge Doncic dude, but like. He is he constant is. every he, single he, play. He, looks like, he kills me softly. Yeah. I mean, he's phenomenal, but yeah, he, he and yeah. I think he off the court, he seems like he's a really mild-tempered guy off the court. Yeah. And I like him off the court as a person, but I just think it's almost like a persona with these players, yeah. whether you're talking about Clark or Doncic, and I can see why it irritates some people. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Kashin, you have a few more minutes if we run through the rest well, of these. Right ahead. Few calls. I'm with here, you guys got me. Let's go. Taking a while, so let's let's get to Paul. We've got our next yeah. Iowa Smokehouse caller on hold. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Corey. Absolutely, good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, I just want to say something that has been talked about a lot tonight was the defensive effort. Mm -hmm. uh, Indiana averages 79 points a game, and they held them to 57. So that's pretty remarkable that Iowa could do that defensively. And like the ever since the uh, midway point of the season, the defense has just really stepped up uh, on the Iowa end. And it's just pretty remarkable uh, <clears throat> how they're just holding teams to like 50, 60 points. Uh, it's just incredible that they're doing that. You talk a little bit about the defense, Kashin. What was different? I don't think Indiana shot the ball very well. I mean, clearly they didn't shoot the ball they very did. well. But um, 57 against the, you know, I think the top five overall uh, offensive team in the Big Ten is impressive. Yeah, I think um, we kind of talked about it at the beginning about how I was able to stay in it when they weren't shooting great. 
Um, and it was their defense. <laughs> That's that that was what even kept them in the game, I think, at the beginning in the first half. Um, but when Iowa plays really good defense, it tends to carry over and fuel them offensively. Um, it's something I've noticed about when we play. Um, when we start, you know, pressuring, getting hands on the ball. I mean, Caitlin got, I don't know how many deflections. Key thing inside here, Lisa Bluter tracks deflections. <laughs> so she wants at least 15 deflections every game because deflections lead to disruption, lead to steals, et cetera. She tracks them. Um, so with that being said, we, our hands were very active today, like very active. We got our hands on so many different balls. Some of them left to steal. Some of them got them out of their rhythm. Our defense really fueled our offense, especially in the second half. Like we just continued to carry over into that. Um, and I think that's why when I say we play an overall, uh, overall great game, it was because our defense, our shooting, everything kind of played in its own hand. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really good. Uh, a lot of coaches keep track of deflections now, especially uh, in Iowa high school basketball. Now that we have a shot clock. Yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, I'm just impressed by the defensive effort. Uh, the other thing, too, is we had four players in double figures tonight. Again, and that that's just huge uh, as well. A lot of ball sharing. Um, our assist to turnover ratio was just great, 19 to 13. Uh, I, and I think what a lot of people don't give Caitlin credit for is her passing. Her passing is so good. People don't really. I, I, they all talk. I mean, regular basketball people just talk oh. about how good of a shooter she is, but no one okay. seems to really <laughs> okay. comment on how I good of a you. passer she is. And that's that's, yeah. I mean, that's that's she's she's just a really good passer, and that's that's you know how she creates a lot of offense is her passing. Yeah, that pass to Molly Davis cutting to the rim. I didn't even think it was there. Like I literally was like, oh no, no. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was she, it was like threading the needle, the smallest of spaces that you could ever have. Like, and she got it there. And that's just credit to her and her ability. Cause I don't think many people would even have tried that because she she didn't look open to me. <laughs> so, but you're absolutely right. Caitlin is a, a phenomenal passer. And just just her dribbling, that's that's how she gets open. That's that's yeah. why she's so hard to guard. It's yeah. just the way her dribbling is. And I just don't know how you stop that. I don't think anybody really can. I mean, honestly, the only thing I could suggest is taking away what she likes to do um, and just trying to overplay her and just try to force her into something else. Because everybody has a backup to a backup to a backup. You know, like Caitlin loves the step back going left. Right. That is her number one. She's going to have a backup to that, a counter, as we like to call it to that. But the lower you get down in the counters, the less effective you are. So, like, let's try to get her into her second and third. You know, like it's still much better than the average. But I mean, we got to give ourselves a shot here. So, like, let's try to get her into her second and third counter and not let her get to what she wants to do. Um, that would be the only way. Doesn't mean you're, you know, she's not going to have 25 at the end of the night, but at least you tried. <laughs> you, you do try. And uh, another interesting stat here, looking at the stat sheet, Corey, Iowa held Indiana 20 points in the second half. Uh, is that, yeah. 
I guess you're right. Yeah. But let me look at the quarter breakdown here. I got the official box score up. So third quarter. Um, let me see. 11. It was 11 in the third quarter. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. That's wow. Huge. 11, That's huge. to 11 in the third. And then the fourth uh, was nine. That's huge. 19 to nine. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, that's why I'm saying the defensive effort's just that impressive. I, I, I coached high school basketball, and I was defensive-minded. And when you hold a team to 20 points in a second half, you'll take that all day. That's a Big Ten championship-level defense. Yeah. Well, they right now, this was – we considered this to be the top <laughs> two teams in the Big Ten, and uh, I don't think there's any question – who was better tonight? And for anybody that was uh, complaining or on the Indiana side complaining about officiating, even if there was a whistle or two that went Caitlin's way that on a 50-50 call wouldn't normally, that's not accounting for a 27-point uh, difference. Right. By the way, the same person in the chat said, no, I'm a Hawkeye fan. Um, just no one gets a fair shake when they go to Indiana. I guarantee you the Hoosiers will show up <laughs> to that He's game. He's not lying. <laughs> that is a fact. Basketball is different in Bloomington, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, Paul, uh, yeah. Tough place to play. Anything else, Paul? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, this is just an interesting stat sheet to look at for tonight. And uh, uh, like I said, defensively, we just look lights out right now. I mean, we're rocking all five, all five cylinders on the defensive side of the ball. And they put on a clinic tonight. And the other thing interesting, Corey, is Indiana for the year only gives up 60 points a game. So for us to score uh, as much as we did tonight, 84 against them, that's really good as well. So, Absolutely. Agreed. Appreciate the call, Paul, and we'll, we'll chat with you next time. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, I would echo that as it relates to defense. Uh, David... Uh, Appreciate the super chat. Go, Caitlin. Uh, Kyle Hawks. Molly D. I think that's a Gus Johnsonism. I've never heard that before, but uh, she she did play great, and that's why she's uh, our RTI Threads player of the game with her, uh, what, uh, I have seven for ten from the field. She made, what, I think just two threes for the game. Am I right in saying that? Let me go back to the official box score. Uh, yeah, Molly was two of four from th- uh, three. She really doesn't force anything. Seven of ten from the field um, is Pretty darn good with the basketball. Two assists, one turnover tonight, three boards. Yeah. Um, perfect from the free throw line. So Molly Davis, excellent uh, once again. And uh, we should run through the box score here before we get to our, our last caller. Um, talked about Molly. Kate Martin was really good on the glass. Uh, 10 points, 12 boards. Caitlin Clark, of course, her 30 uh, to go along with uh, five rebounds and 11 assists. Did have... Six turnovers, I think that's probably higher than she would prefer, but you also yeah. are going to live with some turnovers from someone who is facilitating and has the ball in their hand as much as she does, right? Kasheen, I don't know how many turnovers you averaged, and probably not that many, but... Uh, no, not that many. Um, <laughs> but then again, she's got the ball in her hands a lot. Um, so I think that's part of it. But I will say this, though. Um, the kid from Indiana, I don't know her name, um, but she has really quick hands. She was poking the ball out a lot, and she's got very quick hands, so credit to her. I think that that did um, bother Caitlin just a little bit because her hands were very quick. Um, so I think that kind of contributed to the a little bit of extra that she had today. 
Gabby Marshall was uh, four of seven from three, 12 points for her. Hannah Stolke, five points, five boards, just four shot attempts for Hannah. Um, Sharon Goodman added four points. Falter adds five. Kylie Fierbach did not score, but uh, her, Addison O'Grady, and then Taylor McCabe, A.J. Ediger got in the game late. And it does appear these last two games that this lineup, this rotation has shortened. I mean, we're not seeing yeah. Taylor McCabe really playing at all as it relates to real meaningful minutes. And yeah, Brady's not playing much. The longer the season goes on, you're going to kind of settle in as coaches as far as, like, the rotation. So it's not unless people get in foul trouble. Want to give a special thank you to RTI Threads, sponsoring our uh, player of the game. Cooper DeGene, one of the all-time greats on uh, the football field. He's uh, headed to the NFL, but you can still check out his apparel line at cd3lacesup.com. Also, the merch lines of uh, Aaron Graves, Carson Shire, Aiden Hall, Zach Lutmer, a few stars of the future. Aaron Graves is primed for a huge season, his third year coming up here. rtithreads.com for the uh, full NIL um, merch line of all those athletes and more, and they're expanding into baseball as well. And uh, I want to give another shout out too to uh, Iowa Post Game. They're sponsoring our call in line and this show. Uh, be sure to check out the selection they have for game day. We've got a lot of uh, NFL playoff action coming up, plenty of college basketball on both the men's and the women's side. So, uh, so much to get uh, stocked up for. Use the code Hawkeyes at iowasmokehouse.com. Tasting is believing with Iowa Smokehouse. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. We've got Ben on hold. Ben, welcome. Hey, Corey. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I really feel like Gabby shot the ball better today. I mean, I just, I feel like that, like, she's really, these past few games has been shooting the ball better than she has in, you know, previous games. And I told you that second half Gabby would be lethal, so. Second half Gabby would be lethal. She's been that way the last three games. Let's hope it continues. Yeah, and I just feel like in the fourth quarter, like, uh, Caitlin should play sometimes, but not, like, all the time because, like, you know, there's a very high chance that she can get hurt or something like that, so. I That's a question I want to ask Kasheen before we get off here. Uh, anything else, Ben, before I get to that? Um, no, I just wanted to say, you know, it was a, it was a great game today, and, you know, um, I, look, I look forward to the next game, so. Sounds good, Ben. Always appreciate your phone call, sir. Thank you. All right, let, let's talk a little about another little little issue Corey has at times. I I could not disagree more with Lisa Bluter's philosophy as it relates to playing Caitlin Clark when you're up thirty, when you're up forty. Um, you know, she made the analogy a year ago, and and this isn't going to come into play as much in Big Ten season. I get it. Yeah. She made the analogy a year ago that there's a risk in everything. There's a yeah. risk when we walk outside. I think that's so weak. I think that's so weak. And I understand, yes, triple doubles are special. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to tell me as a college basketball head coach that a triple double is worth the risk of losing not only your best player, mm-hmm. but a player who is generational, maybe the greatest of all time in said sport. And a player that you are absolutely dependent on for team success. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, if you're if you're taking that risk, and most coaches, I think, would say, you're up 30 or 40, Caitlin Clark is sitting down. So this is not like, I don't think I'm in the minority on this, but you played for Lisa, so go ahead and uh, slap me around and, and uh, 
play in her defense on this one, Kashin. I'm anxious to hear your response. I'm, I'm not playing in her defense. <laughs> um, now, we didn't have any players like Aitman when I played, right? But I, I am with the group <laughs> in the sense of – for multiple reasons. One, I understand majority of everybody is talking about her being hurt, and I get that. That's the number one thought. But also, like, give other players experience, you know, because you never know when you're going to need them. You never know when you're going to need a Taylor McCabe in a heated game. You never know when you're going to need anybody else on that bench. So when you're up safely, right, <laughs> when you're up safely, give them a break yeah. and let these other players get in some Big Ten action. Let them get into that so they can feel that, hear that the whole night. I am not 100% sure why she's doing that. I'm, as far as I know, her philosophy was to sit people down. So I don't know what the, this this is. I don't know, you know, I'm not in their office. I have no idea what's going on, but I yes, of course. I think everybody held their breath at Iowa State. If I'm if I'm if I remember correctly, like in the fourth quarter, it was like, what? What? Why is she even? Like, I get it. Everybody was freaking out as they should. Um, so I have no idea, honestly. I'm I'm yeah. a little bit lost here. I, I want to say it was she is too because this is new. I, yeah. Well, she made the comment yet last year when it, when she was asked about it that triple doubles are really special. Yeah. And I just cringed at that response. I, I just, you know, I, I respect Lisa Bluter so much, but I could yeah. not disagree with more with that response. But I figured I'd throw that at a, a former player of hers. Yeah, and, I mean, you yeah, you know, like, real quick, can, can I put a plug in for you? You're the you were the first player in Big Ten history to have two triple doubles in the same season. Am I correct? That is correct. And yep. so I know Caitlin Clark has changed the narrative there. <laughs> She's changed yeah. the expectations. But like, we're all about the triple first doubles. is still the first, Corey. Right, yeah. <laughs> we'll be that again. <laughs> yeah, the first is still the first. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't want to play when we were up 30. It's no fun in that for me. <laughs> like What if you're one no- rebound away from a triple double? Oh, you know that happened once. And Lisa Bluter put me back in. I'll never forget it. We were playing Northwestern. It was my first triple-double. I didn't even know I was even close. Mind you, I had no clue. Okay? And she put me back in the game, but she didn't tell me why she put me back in the game. And so here I am, like, passing, right? Like, I mean, uh, like, here I am, like, doing my thing, not knowing what really what was going on. I was just kind of playing. playing. And I remember getting fouled, and Coach Bluter was like, I need you to pass. And I was like, what? Like, I was so confused. And then I, I don't want to say it was Coach Fitz. She was like, you need one more for a triple-double. And I was like, huh? I was so confused at the time. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, so now the next opportunity I'm like passing, I end up getting it. She takes me immediately out. And I remember the Northwestern coach being pissed about it. Like I remember him being really upset about it. And Coach Bluter was like, this is a once in a lifetime experience. I'm sorry. You can be mad all you want. (laughs) But at that moment I got it because I, I had never done that before. It hadn't been done in a while. Like I, I got that part, but Caitlin's done it a little bit now. 
she's either yeah. going to get it or she's not. <laughs> like, you know, like, it up, like, yeah, we're walking it up at this point. Up. She's either going to get it or she's not. And it's usually going to be probably rebounding, you know, because that's usually she got her assist and her, her points. So it might be her getting another board. Well, I'm going to need y'all to track that at halftime. I need y'all to say, hey, Caitlin, if you want your triple-double, you need four more rebounds like, or whatever it is. But I just feel like I don't know if it's worth it personally. I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. Um, I know Caitlin wants to play every second of every game. Um, so that might be hard for Lisa Bluter to manage uh, with Caitlin she, being so. You know, you know what the people have told me when I've, complained about this before and it's usually fans they say Corey yeah. you just don't understand the fans come to these games to watch Caitlin play she's a show okay I get that but Lisa Bluter's job is not to just sell she's gonna sell seats regardless right if Caitlin yeah. plays in the fourth so come on like if they go and win the national title and obviously they're not doing that without Caitlin yeah. if they go win the national I, title then I'm, I'm the not I guess I'm I'm not I'm it, I'm indifferent. I'm just saying for the sake of Am I saying sit her the whole fourth quarter? No. <laughs> right? Like I I think that's a little much. But like should Caitlin be playing in a 30-point blowout the last 5 minutes? I think if they're up 40 heading into the fourth quarter, she should sit for the fourth quarter. That's my opinion. You know, and I know that's everyone has their things about that because then you there's possible everybody has their things about that. Not gonna lie. Um, I'm not against or for it. I just for me, I would if I'm in the coaches, I trust those coaches. It's more of a sense of I wonder why. You know, like that's that's what my take is. I wonder why. Um I appreciate your candor on it. I appreciate your candor on it and It's, it's interesting, uh, though. I will say that. I don't, yeah. I get that. I know fans come from all over to see this girl play. I am fully aware of all the numbers and people selling out that ain't never sold out. I'm, I'm, I get it 100%. Um, I'm just gonna pray to the Almighty God that He has His hands on Caitlin's knees, ankles, elbows, whatever other bones and, and ligaments she got. Cause. <laughs> Yes, well, for the benefit of all of our sakes. I believe it was the Florida Gulf Coast Classic where Hannah Stolke went down with an injury. Oh, yes, yeah. And it was when they were up I missed that game because it was on Peacock. Or was on Hoops, or whatever that was. <laughs> but that was a good example. I mean, like, you know, yeah. that could have come back to bite him. It didn't. Uh, Kyle yeah. Hawks says, thank you, Kashin, for your insight. Perspective, love watching you play. Pierre, uh, hi, Kashin. Do you think that Iowa team is too small and NCAA tournament teams will be bigger? Um, hmm. it's an interesting question. It could be. Um, I think that when you think about our starting lineup, right? Um, I know we see Caitlin as the point guard and all that other stuff, but normal point guards for the most part are Molly's height. You know, Baylor's got small guards, a lot of people have small guards. Um, what might hurt us is the four position. For example, in LSU, they are playing Anissa Morrow at the four position. Who is guarding her for us? Got to go zone, right? 
like then you're going to have to figure out now you're scheming because that's what's going to happen. We are going to have to scheme when we play teams like that. We can't just play straight up. It's, it's impossible because Anissa Moore is going to eat us alive one-on-one, right? Like she's a typical four-player athletic, back to the basket. She'll just shoot right over us. We will have problems, but that's where coaching comes into play. You've got to start scheming. You've got to start picking up. For example, did anybody in America think that Iowa had a chance to get South Carolina? Uh, yeah, not not many. <laughs> that was a scheming scout, and I will put my money on it that it was Jan Jenny Fitzgerald, a hundred percent. Okay, <laughs> I will put my money on that that she came up with that scout. But it's all about scheming, trying to figure out their weaknesses, and trying to figure out how you exploit those weaknesses and cover up their strengths. So it becomes a scheming game at that part. But could it be a problem? Absolutely. Brandon brings up uh, the old game time league at uh, North Liberty. Can you imagine if Caitlin Clark played in that? What that what that would be like? Um, um, I can't imagine I, if they could even. I don't do even that. think they'd be able to fit it. Yeah, you'd have to do it in Carver, right? You'd have to do it somewhere big, for sure. Maybe the Wells Fargo Arena or something. Um, Tyler says, uh, any chance Kashin can make more post game appearances? Um, you have to wait and see, Tyler. We we hope to have uh, Kashin back, but uh, uh, I've enjoyed it as much as as you have, Tyler. And then Michael with the uh, two question hit here. What was the coaching chemistry like, considering how long this group has been together? Also, Coach Bluter reminds me of a Phil Jackson Zen master type. How did this affect you? You can. Uh, I that's a two part, right? Yeah, I coaching guess so. chemistry is exactly what you would think it is. They know each other better than they probably know themselves. Um, they're family at this point. Um, they were family back then, too. Um, they've been coaching together forever. So their camaraderie just is like a well-oiled machine. Um, and, yes, if if there was one thing somebody was to ask me, what is Coach Bluter good at? Coach Bluter is very good at building camaraderie as a team, um, you know, having those, I think you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen the pictures of them circled up in the um, circle of shoot around and visualizing the game. She did that when I was there. Um, and just kind of having that Zen and peacefulness about it. And she really is good at the mind um, and getting us mentally ready. Um, so that's, yeah, she's yeah, <laughs> definitely that. <laughs> Final caller of the night, and we're going to have to kind of keep this call somewhat short. Thank you for calling our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Who's on the line? Lomansky, Corey, you know I'm never short. Oh, Lomansky, and you've been waiting on hold for 45 minutes. How you doing, sir? Good. I just want to tell Kashin, if you can't tell and don't know, you are the most popular guest Corey has ever had on his show, and that's what Corey excels at. He knows that if he talks very little and great guests like you talk a lot, his ratings go way through the roof. <laughs> Lemansky, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, I think, go ahead. Well, I don't want to cut off the, the owner and the host of the show. I don't want to tick you off too much because you won't let me on the show in the future. No, you're, you're fabulous. Our guests and people like Kashin are what make this show possible. So. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be respectful and uh, 
narrow it down to one topic and get off the line. And, uh, Kashin, uh, Molly Davis, I've always wondered all season, you know, she comes in a new program. I mean, you try to assimilate even college classroom work at a new university, change a geography, long way from home. I think the best of Molly Davis is ahead of her. And I think she can play a big role in how far we come. She is absolutely fearless. I agree. At five foot seven in the paint. It absolutely amazes me and her ball skills to put that up on the board and score. I want you to comment about Molly and what she could do. You know, it's got to be hard. You know, Kate Martin's played so long with, I call her Cece, that they just know every move. Right. And the team goes through Caitlin. I want you to talk about Molly Davis and what could be ahead of her. Cause I think she's, she's learning that she can, uh, what's the right word? Fix. Look how she took command when Caitlin was out of the game. Yeah. Well, I will say um, last year I saw glimpses of Molly, right? Like that we're seeing now. And I think that part of, I'm going to speculate. I think part of Molly last year was wondering if she belonged. Um, when you come from a mid-major of any sort, now she was fantastic there. Western Michigan, right? Central Michigan. Central That's Michigan. Right. Yep. She was fantastic there. But a lot of times when you move up into not just Power 5, Big 10, the whole nine, even being on a team with Caitlin Clark, sometimes you could almost doubt yourself a little bit as in what you're capable of. And I think that last year was a growing year for her. Like, oh, I, yeah, I belong here. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be here. And this year we're seeing the Molly that was at Central Michigan. We're see if you watch her film, that's what you're seeing. She is that kid, and she is so shifty. I don't like she is so shifty for a five seven kid. What she's able to do under the rim and around the rim is incredible. Um, and you would think like five seven, like why is she down there? <laughs> you know, like what are you doing down there? But she's so good at maneuvering around people and using her body to create the space to get the shot off. It's it's honestly like magic to watch. And I think her 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 sky is what I'm gonna say. Her sky is that she's gonna be a one-two counter for Caitlin. Because especially if she can continue with her shot, right? She's kind of got a little quirky shot with her. But if she can continue with her shot, I think that she could be that one too. She can get into the paint, create, and kind of be shifty underneath the hoop. And we don't have anybody like that. We don't have – I don't think we have anybody that is shifty under the hoop like that, like athletic. Caitlin, of course, is shifty because one of her height. But on top of that, she's kind of just knows how to get to where she needs to get to. But Molly is shifty. That kid is like – She'll come in, she'll bounce off of you, and here's her and one, or she'll Euro step under and this. She's so shifty, and we don't have anybody like that on the roster. What do you mean by quirky shot? I'm just curious when you talk so about that. If you notice when she shoots, she shoots with her thumb. The um, ball, instead of rotating like this, Sideways. it rotates like this. That's because when she that. shoots, this hand is flicking the ball. So it's almost like she's shooting with two hands, but not really. So instead of just shooting, and this is like your guide hand, this is like a friend. 
It just wants to come along, but it doesn't want to be a main cast. It should be. For Molly, her friend is a little too involved. So when she shoots, it just flicks and the ball rotates like this. So I she's noticed not that. like you see it? I on that today and you could see the you can see the ball like, rotating like that. So she's got a little bit of a quirky shot. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's she just got a little bit of a quirk in her shot. Yeah, that's good stuff. Lomansky? Last thing and I'll hang up, Kasheen. Do you know who Don Nelson is who played for Iowa and played for the Celtics? He's he's I know his name. Yes. You you have heard of him? Yes, yes. Okay. Don Nelson played basketball at Iowa with my government teacher. So I heard about Don Nelson when I was in high school. So I went to Iowa work at the Highlander Inn. Uh-huh. And a guy that stayed there was Don Nelson. And I run the front desk and got to be professional. So I didn't stop and came up for something. And I said, I went to high school with, uh, with your uh, teammate. And he talked to me for the longest time and talked to me about basketball. Your discussion about basketball reminds me about my discussion about Don Nelson at the Highlander Inn back when I went to school in because it's so insightful. That's the best compliment I can give you. I enjoyed it as much as talking to Don Nelson who drafted Stephon Curry. Oh, Good night thank and thanks you. for being on, uh, being on his show and come back again and I know Corey will, will try his hardest to get you back on because he's got so many more questions to ask you. Good night, everybody. (laughs) I will. Can I interject real quick? Ben, um, in the chat, you're absolutely right. Um, I I don't know if you could put Ben's comment up, but it says um, Molly is small, obviously, and probably developed that weird hitch when smaller. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. She just never fixed it when she got stronger. Um, But that's exactly correct. That's what happens when you're a lot smaller. You kind of like need the extra strength behind your shot. Um, So that that's that's a great point. That's exactly how it happened. I was going to ask you the same thing, and I, I think back to yeah. Sean Marion. You remember Sean Marion? Yes, 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 yes. 